0: Возлюбленная Богом Церковь, начиная наше богослужение пред Господом, встанем, пожалуйста, и утвердим обетование, относящееся к преддверию нашей надежды. Да воцарится воскресение Христово в наших телах. Аминь. Склоним наши головы в молитве. Дорогой Небесный Отец, во имя Иисуса Христа, мы благодарны имени Твоему Святому за вновь представленную привилегию. Демоническая зависимость, все возможные страхи, депрессии, разрушение, косность, невежество – все это да отступит от шатров святого народа Твоего. И ныне встань, Господи, на место покоя Твоего Ты и ковчег, могущество Твоего, и да облекутся святые Твои спасением Твоим, и да возрадуются пред лицом Твоим. we Revelation chapter 2,
1: verses 1 through 7. To the angel of the church of Ephesians write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have preserved and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate
2: an
1: astonishing place of scripture so much praise is said and addressed to toward this category of Saints yet there is something that may
2: serve
1: toward its downfall and its destruction. The meaning of the first love is comprised of of the fact that communication with God in relation to service to God or ministry to God is primary or in the first place. This same idea is accentuated in the original of this text. Sometimes people don't understand what first love is. God's first love is when you search for communication with Him, and when this stands primary, and ministry to God or service to God stands secondary. As soon as our um, what we accentuate or focus on changes or people place greater focus on ministry to God or service to God or doing something for Him, they step away from the first love. And then God says, repent, remember where you have come from. It turns out that this is the fall of a person when he changes his priority when God's communication with God all of a sudden becomes secondary in relation to to God. God. Despite labor, which God does value, if communication with God on our pedestal of priorities will not, placed high, will not be placed higher than service to God, our lampstand will be moved from its place, and this means that we are going to be deprived of our dignity in God. To be deprived of the dignity of a lampstand is to be deprived of eternal life expressed in fruits of the tree of life. And therefore, to leave our first love is to replace our priorities and to act towards what's primary as secondary and act on what's secondary as primary. The word first in relation to God is first referring to first fruits in the dignity of tithes, which are hallowed unto God and are the pro- property belonging to God. It is specifically the fulfillment of this ancient commandment established by God in the Garden of Eden in the dignity of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that yielded what is hallowed unto God, gave a person the right to communicate with God in Eden in the coolness of the day, and as soon as this commandment was violated, a man was cast out from the Garden of Eden, which was the place of communication with God, so that in the sweat of his face he could tell the ground from which he was taken so that he can die and return to the dust of this land. Malachi 3, 7-12 says, yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and you have not kept them return to me and I will return to you says the Lord of hosts but you said in what way shall we return will a man rob God bring all the tithes into the storehouse that therefore that there may be food in my house and try me now in this says the Lord of hosts if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it now I rebuke the devourer for your sakes, that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of
2: hosts. Malachi chapter 3 verses 7 through 12. According
1: to these words, tithes that belong to God are God's food. And if we, in offering to God of tithes, will search for His countenance and we allow God to care for our material needs, then He will open His windows and pour upon us his blessings abundantly the blessings that come from heaven restore communication with God that were uh, that were violated in Eden which points to the fact that the atmosphere of the coolness of day is returned into the heart of a person and the blessings that come from the ground is a result of the blessings that come from heaven which express itself in protection from poverty illness and premature death Therefore, an honoring God of tides, in which a person demonstrates his first love toward God, searching for communication with God, gives God the basis to restore communication with man and turn his goodwill or the blessings of the earth upon him. And this is quite important. And we are going to sing together, teach me Lord and all to fulfill your will. And we are going to worship God and serve Him in tithes and offerings,
3: expressing our love toward Him and
1: acknowledging His authority over us. Each
2: time, our sacrifice... It's a great hallow, so when in our heart
1: we search not for blessings that come from God, but the blessing, blesser, then God is going to allow us to find Himself in all forms of blessings. Let us stand and honor God and worship Him and sing together.
2: And so, each
1: time Israel had honored to God in tithes and offerings, either in the tabernacle of Moses or in the temple of Solomon, they were called to, according to the words of Moses, which she had received for, as a revelation from God, to raise their, their hands over their offerings and to proclaim one unique proclamation that they were faithful to for thousands of years. We, being that same Israel, tied to that same root, drinking from the fruit of the same tree, will do the same. Please raise your right hands, a symbol of your righteous act, over your offerings, and pray along with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ,
0: I have separated the tithes from my home and brought them into
1: your home
2: so
0: that your
1: home may have food. I do not give in sorrow. I do not give impurely. I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to express my love and to acknowledge your authority. And according to your word,
0: I ask you, right now, may your heavenly windows be opened, and may
1: your blessings come down abundantly
2: upon your redeemed nation.
1: In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. May the Lord bless you you may be seated
4: Всё что было прошло всё что будет пройдёт Лишь одно не исчезнет вовеки. Мое сердце нашло неземную любовь И кристальные чистые реки. Не мутнеет поток, не милеет река Чистой радости посланной Богом. И пройдя сто дорог, я стою у креста И не нужно мне.
5: Здесь надежда моя, здесь мальчик и облом, Здесь завет заключен благодарный. Здесь любовью горя, умер тот за меня, Кто земной бы людьми был запят И его чистотой, и его красотой, И его неповинной смертью. Мне дана благодать, Твердо верить и ждать, И вкушая желанную встречу Не дана благодать, Голго верить и ждать И вкушая желанную встречу
0: гранью времен за порогом земли, где плывет голубое мерцание, я найду тихий дом, где цветы и
5: ручьи, и любви бесконечное сияние.
4: Я узнаю его, я увижу глаза, те, которые каждый узнает, и от счастья. На райском пороге расстает, и на райском пороге растает. Здесь надежда
5: моя, здесь и оплот, здесь обет заключен многодарный, здесь любовью горя умер тот за меня, кто земной пылью не был запятнан ни его чистотой. И его красотой, и его неповинной смертью. Не да нам благодать, дно верить и ждать, Предкушая желаную желанную встречу. Не дано
4: благодать, дно верить и ждать, Предкушая желаную желанную встречу. Я узнаю его, я увижу глаза, Те, которые каждый узнает. И от счастья любви вдруг сорвется слеза, И на райском пороге растает, И на райском пороге расстает.
5: Здесь надежда моя, здесь мой щит Здесь завеса ключом благодарны. Здесь любовью горят, умер тот за меня, Кто земной пылью не был
3: запятным. И его чистотой, и его красотой, И его
5: неповинной смертью. Мне дадам благодать, Двердо верить и ждать, предкушая желанную встречу. Не да нам благодать, Людно верить и ждать, Тех, вкушая желанную встречу.
6: And so if you have your Bibles, please open up with me a familiar place of scripture, yet one that continues
2: to have
6: great depth where God is,
2: that has an unending depth
6: of revelations
2: that are directed
6: towards man, towards his heart. Matthew 5:45 and 48, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. The sermon that I would like to continue is called, Called to Perfection.
2: Just as the Heavenly Father sends His rain on the just
6: and unjust,
2: and just as the sun
6: is upon the evil and on the good, we need to be this rain and this sun, the rain that pours on the righteous and unrighteous, and the sun that shines on the other, one and the other. When the sun shines for the evil, it destroys them. When the rain is poured down upon the unrighteous, It is judgment for them and destroys them. Don't think that God's Son shines the same for all. God is not a tolerant God. He loves one and hates the other. He loves those who love him and hates those who hate him. And so if you take this place of scripture and just pull it out, separate from the rest of the places of scripture and then try to interpret it that God loves everyone the same see the sun shines upon all but in other places of scripture it explains how the sun shines for the one it is a destruction and for the other
3: it is a pleasant warmth. Rain is a great blessing and for the other, a curse. God said to Job, do
6: you know how the sun shines from the the skies? How these clouds filled with
2: water is for one as mercy and for the other as punishment. Linked to the path that
6: leads us to this perfection, To be this kind of sun and this kind of rain, we have been studying the path that leads us to God as to our groom in the symbolic story of the path of Rebecca to Isaac, and have been studying the signs presented in the Bride of the Lamb. Rebecca presented these signs in the virtues of the Lily of the Valleys, upon which we are called to look, so that collaborating with the truth and the power of the Holy Spirit, we then form ourselves into the image of perfection that is in the likeness of our Heavenly Father
2: luke twelve twenty seven through
6: thirty
2: five как они растут не трудятся не consider the lilies how they grow they
6: neither toil nor spin and yet I say to you even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these if then God so clothed the grass which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven how much more will he clothe you O you of little faith and do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink nor have an anxious mind for all these things the nations of the world seek after and your father if you seek what to eat or drink you'll be asked the people of the world not children of God and your father knows that you need these things for seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you do not fear little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom
2: to be able to
6: receive the kingdom of heaven presented in our heart in the virtues of the lilies of the valley we decided to study the unique relationship of the most beautiful of women and her beloved. The state of his heart and the functions of his heart identified the virtues of the lily of the valleys. That presents in her heart the kingdom of heaven that has come into strength. And this relationship we began to study in the allegories presented in the books of the songs of Solomon. We see how the most beautiful of women is required to look at unseen goals, these goals being the virtues of her beloved so she can receive the right to call the not existent in the present time uh, inheritance as existent and in doing so confirm her belonging to and her connection to the root of the faith of Abraham and Sarah because based upon the words of scripture unseen goals upon which we are called to look in the virtues of God in the unity of all of his com- commandments are presented in the life dynamic of the growing lily they are eternal at the same time seen or physical goals reflected in materialistic success blissfulness and fame are temporary we being children of god when we pay attention and look at physical or seen goals they transform us from worshipers of god into idol worshipers and result a harvest of eternal dishonor shame and wilting
2: not looking at the fact that we were born for
6: glory. Because the principle of looking is the act of one of the most powerful methods and principles of sowing into the soil of our heart. These objects that we look upon with desire are sown into the soil of our heart and produce fruit that transforms our essence into the nature of that object. Therefore, when we look at unseen goals in the dynamic of the growing lily that contains within itself the kingdom of the law of grace, they transform us into the image of the Son of God and produce an eternal weight of glory. 2 Corinthians 4, 17, 18 for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What, when does this happen? When we look at the things which are seen, but that, and not the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but things which are seen are unseen are eternal. The object of, the, of our study of our unseen goals that are contained in the virtues of God in the specific requirement and commandments is the required to look at the covered process of life that flows in the dynamic of the growing lily. The growth of the lily is the manifestation of the life of resurrection in the body of a holy person which became possible to the, due to the death of the seed of the planted lily. 2 Corinthians 4.10.11 Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. In other words, do not fear difficult obstacles or situations. Do not be afraid when death is looking into your eyes.
2: This is a sign
3: that resurrection
6: is following. You will not die although death is looking into your eyes.
3: Because
2: life Иисусу, will follow because you
6: carry the death of the Lord Jesus Christ within yourself. The death of the Lord in us is the seed of the lily that has been fertilized in the soil of our heart. At the same time, the life of Jesus inside of our body is the fruit that has been grown from the seed, the fruit being the lilies of the valley. The beauty of the lily is one of the imperishable virtues of the Heavenly Father, revealed in His Son Jesus Christ, as well as those people born from God in Christ Jesus, that have grown the seed of the lily into full measure of growth in Christ. Songs of Solomon 2, 1, 2, and the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. The Lord says this about himself, that he is the lily of the valley, like lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters.
3: He talks
6: about his his most beautiful of women as one different from the thorns, because he bore one in his likeness. The natural beauty of the lily and the virtues of the bride of the Lamb are contrasted to the thorns, the nature of the other daughters attempting to claim the calling of the bride and the attention of her groom. Defining thorns, by the words of Christ, these are the cares of this generation, where a person looks upon seen or visual goals, these goals being materialistic success, which chokes the seed of the kingdom of heaven in the death of the Lord Jesus and is sometimes without fruit. And this is not just talking about seeing materialistic things, but the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which we also clearly want to see blessings, anointing that we want to feel.
3: All these are
6: beautiful and wonderful things, but when we look at them, these seen visual objects that are linked to materialistic things, they become
2: items that are dangerous for us and turn us into idol worshippers. This is specifically
6: why the other daughters claiming the status of the bride and the attention of the beloved are in the likeness of thorns, because their goals, the object that they looked upon, became seen materialistic prosperity. And so they said, we rebuke demons in your name and did wonders in your name,
2: the object that they look upon are seen materialistic prosperity.
6: The image of the lily in the heart of a person is the result of looking upon the unseen goals that are contained in the virtues of the Heavenly Father. The result of us looking at unseen goals is the fruit of eternal life, which is the kingdom of heaven that has come in strength, that was previously received into the good soil of our heart in the form of the seed of the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. We conclude that we are created by God with such a purpose and such abilities, looking at specific goals, be they positive or negative goals, we are transformed into their essence and their image. The essence of our abilities is that we are unable to look at two battling between themselves and rising up against each other goals at the same time. This is the seen and wilting, and the unseen and eternal. Before looking at two battling between themselves goals, we as people are given sovereign rights. Need, we need to make a choice, a choice benefiting either the seen and perishable or benefiting the unseen and imperishable. Deuteronomy 30, 19, 20. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have said before you life and death. When it says today, Just as soon as you hear these words today, they immediately give you the opportunity to choose between evil and good, death and life, cursing and blessing. I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you, this is God's choice, that you choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him. He is your life and the length of your life. Days and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them.
2: Therefore, to choose
6: eternal life and be dressed into its power, we need to not forget and always focus our mind upon the unseen virtues of God. In this situation, the dynamic of life that flows in the growing lily. The unseen goals being imperishable wealth present the interests of eternal life in god and with god which are called and are ready to be revealed before the time of the harvest at the same time senior visual goals these being perishable wealth present the interests of eternal death in Satan and with Satan, he being a hater of God and all the holy people who actually look at the unseen goals of God. To look upon unseen goals means not to look back or not turn back once you know the path of righteousness. The many meanings and many functions of life that is contained and the unseen virtues of the growing lily called to identify the nature of good work in Christ that we are called to fulfill when serving God is our purpose and blessed destiny in God. The image of the growing lily is the image of a person that possesses a wise heart due to the fact that he accepted the mind of Christ. We came to the conclusion that the Holy Spirit herds or tends a person with a wise heart between the lilies upon the condition that this person converses with other people that are like him, dressed into the virtues of the lilies of the valley. (coughs) He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Proverbs 13.20 Foolish people hope and trust upon the abilities of their intellect and are identified in scripture as corrupt company. 1 Corinthians 15.33 Do not be deceived, evil company corrupts good habits. Therefore, to determine and examine ourselves whether we belong to the family of the lily as well as if we are a part of the one who tends or herds us and among what truth we are being tended or herded, it is necessary to have a full understanding of those qualities and characteristics that are given to the most beautiful of women in the virtues of the lily of the valley written in the Book of the Songs of Solomon. It is necessary to have a full understanding of those qualities and characteristics that are given to the one who herds us or tends us or more accurately accurately, the one who is our shepherd in the book of the Songs of Solomon. We need to determine what shepherd we have, what characteristics he has. It is necessary to have a full understanding of those qualities and characteristics written in the Songs of Solomon that identify those people amongst whom the beloved herds or tends us. In a particular form, as much as the Lord has allowed in the measure of our faith, we have already studied a series of allegories that contain signs that identify the image of the bride of the Lamb and the virtues of the lily of the valley. And have been studying one of these signs contained in the book of the Songs of Solomon, the the dialogue between the most beautiful of women with her beloved. This is written in the book of Songs of Solomon 5, 2-5. I sleep, but my heart is awake. It is the voice of my beloved, he knocks, saying, Open for me, my sister, my love, my dove, my perfect one. For my head is covered with dew, my locks with the drops of the night. I have taken off my robe, how can I put it on again? I have washed my feet, how can I defile them? My beloved put his hand by the latch of the door, and my heart yearned for him. I arose to open for my beloved, and my hands dipped with myrrh my fingers with liquid myrrh, on the handle of
2: the lock. In this
6: dialogue of the most beautiful of women with her beloved Lord, we see the sacred relationship of the holy people before the appearance of the Lord and then meeting Him upon the clouds and they having evidence of the fact that they will meet Him. If we truly have loved the appearance of the Lord, we will need to examine ourselves if we are ready to meet the Lord upon the clouds when He will appear for those who are waiting for Him. Before we talk about specific signs of the most beautiful of women, the dialogue in the most beautiful dialogue of the most beautiful of women with her beloved, we had brought forth a more expanded uh, version of this place of scripture inspired by the Holy Spirit from other places of scripture. I am submerged into the death of my Lord in which I have died for my nation, for my house, and for my corrupt desires. But my inner person in the resurrection of my Lord is vigilant in prayer. Here is the willing call of my beloved that by the knock upon my door proclaims the ability to use his right to the power to reveal his strength in the works of righteousness. Now open to me my sister, overfilled with my peace, one that does not have evil in her heart, my beloved friend and one that is loved by me, incomparable with any, my dove, my pure one, one without blemish or wickedness because the authority that represents me, sent by me to you, is overfilled with the words of life in the power of my spirit, and the people that follow after them died for sin so that they ha- may live for righteousness and perform righteousness. I have taken off the robe of the old sinful man with his deeds collaborating my cross with the cross of Christ, and do not desire to be dressed in him anymore, because I have allowed my feet to be washed, admitting my sins before the sons of my mother. I also washed their feet forgiving their sins and do not desire to defile my feet again by sinning against the sons of my mother." My beloved, for evidence of his love, has stretched out his hand to me because of the offering which I presented, testifying of my respect towards God, and called me to liberty from the dependence of the old sinful man with his deeds, and has given me the strength to restrain my mouth and place a guard over my mouth. And my insides began to worry when he began to act, and I arose from ruins of death by the power of his resurrection, and I cast off the burden of the old law, so that the beloved would be able to carve upon the tablets of my heart the words of the new testament that would be able to clothe me into his righteousness so that my mouth would be able to be filled with fragrant praise and the words of my mouth like myrrh would produce incense from the four horns of the golden altar of incense in this place of scripture we see this dialogue we paid attention to five moments, the most beautiful of women confessing her state as a whole the voice of the beloved and his response to her state the first reaction of the most beautiful of women to the voice of the beloved, the behavior of the beloved in response to the most beautiful of women and the second reaction of the most beautiful of women to the behavior and voice of her beloved. In the previous services we had already studied two moments and have been studying the third moment but before we continue to study this third moment we will remind ourselves of the first 2. The first moment I am submerged in baptism into the death of my Lord in which I died for my nation, my house, and my corrupt desires. But my inner person in the resurrection of my Lord is vigilant in prayer. We came to the conclusion that in this place of scripture, the most beautiful of women confesses the faith of her heart, that identifies the state of her heart, as well as her state as a whole, in which she is submerged into the death of the Lord Jesus, but where her heart is vigilant in prayer in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. We note that the word vigilant is to be sober, to be able to judge, to be awake, to stay away from sin or filth, to lean away from evil, to hallow your dedication, to watch for for the signs of the times, to watch that the will of God be fulfilled, and stand guard of the interests of the Lord. In the second moment here, it says, here is the voice of my beloved that knocks, open for me my sister, my love, my dove, my perfect one, for my head is covered with dew, my locks with the drops of the night. Here is the calling, cry of my beloved, that by the knock upon my door proclaims the ability to use his right to the power to reveal his strength in the works of righteousness. Now open to me, my sister, overfilled with peace, one that does not have evil in her heart, my beloved friend, and the one who is loved by me, incomparable with any, my dove, my pure one, one without blemish and wickedness, because the authority that represents me, sent by me to me to you to overcome is overfilled with the words of life, and the power of my spirit and the people that follow after them died for sin so that they have li- can live for righteousness and perform right- perform righteousness. The hand of the beloved and the, are the delegated represent- representatives of God that are filled with revelations about his strength. The people of God, God's chosen remainder, follow after them. The latch of the door through which the beloved stretched his hand is a living sacrifice. This is how the most beautiful of women presented herself before the Lord. The latch of the door in our heart is our sacrifice, our offering we present.
3: The third moment,
6: in the elaborated version, we see the response of the most beautiful of women to the revelation of God that she received through the latch of the door in the dew do- and the drops. And as we noted previously, the symbol of Of this latch of the door through which the beloved stretched his hand is presenting yourself to God as a holy and acceptable living sacrifice for his good service and offering yourself as a living sacrifice one that is acceptable to God for the beloved for the most beautiful of women she needed to cast off her cast off or take off her robe if you remember I've taken off the robe of the old sinful man with his deeds collaborating my cross with the cross of Christ and do not desire to be dressed in him anymore because I have allowed my feet to be washed admitting my sins before the sons of my mother I also wash their feet forgiving their sins and do not desire to defile my feet again by sinning against the sons of my mother in hebrew the word to take off my robe is removing the skin from a living animal
2: the phrase that i've taken
6: off my robe i've allowed means that i've allowed my skin to be torn off removed so that i can lose my old life doing so this person then receives humility And this person then admits his sins before the sons of his mother, or, or her mother, and forgive the sins that they have committed against her.
2: It is necessary in carrying your cross to
6: collaborate with the cross of Christ to refresh our mind how to uh, carry our cross with the cross of Christ where we receive the ability to cast off this robe from ourselves to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice acceptable for his good service we turn to the commandments
2: and requirements of God where
6: we see the difference of carrying our cross with the cross of Christ. Mark 8:34 through 36 When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also he said to them whoever desires to come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul.
2: Here we see our cross. This
6: explains our cross, not the cross of Christ, this place of scripture. And here our cross is identified as its pr- as the as a its purpose is very different from the purpose of the cross of Christ. Testimony of the fact that a person has taken his cross and followed after Christ is him denying himself, that is, removing the robe of the old sinful man or this robe.
2: This this
6: person has also put on humility, revealing the fact that he has the quality of a student of Christ, ready to collaborate his cross with the cross of Christ. By the words of Apostle Paul, collaborating our cross with the cross of Christ is such a, a gospel where
2: the cross is present.
6: First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 18 For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. First, in the words of Apostle Paul, we see not the consistency of the abilities of our cross, but the consistencies of the power and abilities of the cross of Christ. Secondly, reading this place of Scripture, it becomes clear that without the collaboration of our cross with the cross of Christ, all of our costs and all of our good in our opinion acts and the life and time we spend will be in vain or a great waste. Third, the collaboration of our cross with the cross of Christ can be possible only within the instructions of faith that are given to us by God's delegated people. Because of this, it was necessary for us to remember what abilities and uh, specific things define and differentiate our cross and the cross of Christ, and based upon what principles is our cross able to and is called to collaborate with the cross of Christ.
2: Во-вторых, на основании каких принципов наш крест может и призван сработать с крестом крестовым? Or what price
6: are we to be to pay to to receive the right to carry our cross with the cross of Christ? Otherwise, having the ability to uh, mix our faith with the faith of, faith of God, we will not know what truth we need to mix or what truth we need to be obedient to. Third, by what signs are we able to determine that our cross is truly collaborating with the cross of Christ and not its counterfeit? Knowing or understanding these three questions will allow our cross to collaborate collaborate with the cross of Christ and will allow us to cast off our robe and wash our feet. Looking at the first question, what abilities and special things define and differentiate our cross and the cross of Christ, we came to the conclusion that, the, first of all, the cross of Christ is the greatest commandment of the Father to his Son, in which the perfect will of the Father to the Son is revealed. The difference in carrying our cross from the cross of Christ is that Jesus willingly gave his life to purchase us from the power of sin and death to then receive it again for us and bear us to eternal life with his resurrection. At the same time, we carrying our cross, we are called to willingly deny and lose our life for God's sake, in God and in the name of God to save it for God. Secondly, the cross of Christ was a free will and a conscious decision to drink the cup uh, purposed by the Father. The difference in carrying our cross from the cross of Christ consists in the fact that Jesus, in the given aspect, was losing his Father. At the same time, we, denying our own life and carrying our cross, receive a relationship with the Father. Third, the cross of Christ is a tool of vengeance for sin, producing shame, dishonor, poverty, pain, suffering, trials, and death for Christ. The difference in carrying our cross from the cross of Christ consists in the fact that Jesus experienced shame, mockery, and poverty. At the same time, we, in carrying our cross, have the opposite. We receive the ability to become rich with all that Christ lost for our sake. Fourth, the cross of Christ is a willing suffering and the result of death for man's sin and disobedience.
2: The difference in carrying our cross from the cross of Christ
6: consists in the fact that in this aspect Christ suffered for our sins. At the same time, we, in carrying our cross, collaborating with the cross of Christ, suffer for the truth.
3: He suffered for our sins, but we, carrying our
6: cross, suffer for the truth. Sixth, or fifth, the cross of Christ is the Son's opportunity to express obedience and humility before the perfect will of His Father. The difference... In carrying our cross from the cross of Christ consists in the fact that Jesus, in this aspect, belittled himself, taking the form of a slave, being in the likeness of a man. At the same time, we, in carrying our cross, collaborating with the cross of Christ, experience the opposite. We lose the image of the mortal body and obtain the image of the Son of God. 6. The cross of Christ absolutely emptied Christ. It was the cause of the loss of his strength and all his powers. The difference in carrying our cross from the cross of Christ consists in the fact that Jesus in the given aspect used up and lost all strength and all his powers. At the same time, we, in carrying our cross, collaborating with the cross of Christ, experience the opposite. We receive the strength of God. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved,
2: it is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 1.18 Next question, by
6: what signs?
2: Are we able to determine and what price are we to pay to
6: collaborate our cross with the cross of Christ? and to determine the principles of carrying our cross with the cross of Christ, we will look at those images in Scripture where we see principles based upon which we are able to collaborate our cross with the cross of Christ. The image of the cross of Christ is presented in the 12 stones that were placed at the bottom of Jordan that testified of victory over death and then the 12 stones taken out of jordan that talked about victory over the flesh when this happened
2: jordan was about
6: uh, 12 kilometers uh, in width and in depth this is the place that they needed to cross the holy spirit
2: Brought Israel with
6: Joshua to this, the widest and the most dangerous part of the river. Imagine it was
2: uh, it
6: was uh, very very deep at this time because it was the time of the rains, and the priests needed to enter in and take from there twelve stones and uh, take them out uh, and put them on the beach area and from the beach area take other twelve other stones and put them in the water we know that jordan we know what happened and that the nation of israel had crossed over this was the symbol of the cross of christ the 12 stones that were at the bottom of jordan in in that was the death uh symbol of the death of christ
2: he overcame
6: with his cross hell and took it out so that we would be able to overcome as well. The image of our cross is the 12 stones that the altar of the Lord was built with. The 12 stones themselves are the goals and motives of the human heart. That is their desire to know the will of God that is good And the living sacrifice is the means that is used for reaching the goal you have. The first living sacrifice
2: was Jesus himself upon his cross that
6: revealed with his sacrifice, his living sacrifice, the path to his inheritance. And so the living sacrifice that is placed upon the altar from the 12 stones is the key to the inheritance that is contained in the blood of the cross of Christ. In the New Jerusalem, the image of the living sacrifice upon the 12 stones is presented in the 12 pearly gates of the city. This is the key to the inheritance of the blood of of Christ.
2: In the middle of its street and
6: on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse but the thr- throne of God, and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Revelation 22, 3. If you can imagine all of these things happen in the heart of each individual person to inherit the treasure that is in the blood of the cross of uh, the blood of Christ that is the symbol of these uh, 12 fruits that yield its fruit every month we need to look at the 12 tribes of Israel that are written upon the pearly gates that identify the principle that we need to collaborate with to carry our cross with the cross of Christ Revelation 21 10 through 27 and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city and the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God having the glory of God her light was like a most precious a stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and the three gates on the west. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light and the kings of the earth bring their glory and their honor into it. Its gate shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. But there shall be no me- by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie but only those who are written in the book the Lamb's book of life. Revelation 21 10 through 27. The 12 pearly gates is the unity of 12 principles that a living sacrifice is has the essence of them is in their unity these principles are the order that identify the beginning of these pearly gates that lead to eternal life or the tree of life and so these principles cannot be presented independent one from another and so to accept them you need accept them in unity or all together One that uh, supports the other and confirms one the other. The names of the tribes of Israel
2: written upon these pearly
6: gates, we see in the book of Ezekiel uh, 48, 31 through 35, the gates of the city shall be named after the tribes of Israel, the three gates northward, one gate for Reuben, one gate for Judah, and one gate for Levi. Here it clearly shows what gate is where and what name is written upon each gate. On the east side, 4,500 cubits, three gates, one gate for Joseph, one gate for Benjamin, and and one gate for Dan. On the south side, measuring 4,500 cubits, three gates, one gate for Simeon, one gate for Issachar, and one gate for Zebulun. On the west side, 4,500 cubits with their three gates, one gate for Gad, one gate for Asher, and one gate for Naphtali. And all the way around shall be 18,000 cubits, the measurements of this Jerusalem. And the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. And so studying these names, the tribes of Israel that are written upon these pearly gates of the New Jerusalem and identify the principles by which we need to collaborate our cross with the cross of Christ, we will concentrate not on the patriarchs themselves or tribes, but their names, where our destiny lies, our virtues will be, our inheritance in Christ will be
2: that is presented in the cross of Christ. And
6: we will remember that identifying these pearly gates is measuring these pearly gates of the golden wreath of the mind of Christ. We will identify and measure the pearly gates by the prophecy of Ezekiel from the northern side, and we will turn to the meanings that are contained in these 12 sons of Jacob. Ezekiel 48, 31. The gates of the city shall be named after the tribes of Israel. The three gates northward, one gate for Reuben, one gate for Judah, and one gate for Levi. The northward side, as much as we know, is the place where the glory of God is. That is the Son of God and the glory of God. This is from where it comes and begins its work. Isaiah 41:25. Here we're talking about the personified glory of God. That is Jesus Christ. I have raised up one from the north he was raised up from the north and he shall come from the rising of the sun he shall call on my name and he shall come against princes as the the mortar as the potter treads clay ezekiel 1 4. And five, talk about the image of the glory of God that is from the north. Then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself, and brightness was all around it and radiating out of its midst like the color of amber, out of the midst of fire. Also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man.
2: And he said to me, Son of Man, stand on your feet, and I will speak
6: to you. And so the first name that was written upon the pearly gate, presented on the northern side, are the names of Reuben. The firstborn of Jacob, <coughs> who is the strength and the first descendant of its of his strength, Genesis 49:3. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. The meaning of the name Reuben, written upon the northern side on the first pearly gate, the principle upon we need to that we need to collaborate upon to collaborate our cross with the cross of Christ is Is honoring the Lord with our first fruits. Proverbs 3 9 10 Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. As you can see, in the foundation we see, the very foundation is the commandment of tithes where a person presents himself to God first. A person of God himself is the first fruit of God. He is the beginning, he is the first part,
2: the
6: firstborn of God when a person presents himself in these pearly gates where a person presents himself as a living sacrifice as a holiness of God what is the first uh, fruit this is what belongs to God this is God's belonging God does not look at our tithe out of us he sees our tithes together with us and it's not our tithe that identify us but we identify our tithe we, what we, how we are that's how our tithes will be will it be a blessing before God or will it not be will depend on how we bring it if God looked at the offering of Abel it was because Abel was in accordance to the requirement of a tithe himself he honored him God with himself and everything that was placed upon his altar it was pure it was holy because he was Cain had the opposite and when it says honor the Lord of your possessions the first thing we possess so we know is ourselves this is not what is somewhere else but what is the most precious is we ourselves what we possess God wanted this that we possess ourselves because nothing is more precious than that ourselves
2: <clears throat>
6: this we need to dedicate to the lord
2: and it is written if we
6: do this if we bring our offerings this way in ourselves then we collaborate our cross with the cross of christ this is the price or one of the components of the price these are these pearly gates and this is linked to suffering naturally because we know that jesus said That you, who have been with me in my trials, I will give to you the ability to sit with me upon my throne as I overcame and sat on my throne with my father. In this way, to be able to honor the Lord from your possessions and your first fruits. this happens with suffering as well. Because our old nature does not want to serve God. It wants to serve itself. And everything that God has, it wants for itself. Even using the tithes that it gives, it wants to use and uh, somehow uh, make God a little bit happier or or turn God's favor just because of this deed that the more I give, the more you need to give to me, and if you don't do this, then I will see you as someone who does not honor his word. That is how emissars of mammon preach and teach. If you don't heal me, then you are not a healing God. If you don't save Satan and all the sinners, then you are not an all-powerful God, and you are not a God of love. That is how many pastors think today, Pentecostal Baptist uh, pastors. They cover sometimes this inside of themselves, and sometimes they actually speak of these things. (coughs) And it's no longer a church of Christ. It is a gathering of Satan, because a synagogue of Satan, because they do not honor the lord even if they preach tithes then for them it is not as an honoring for the lord
2: if we have
6: these things it is written that reuben my firstborn
2: my might and big
6: be- and the beginning of my strength see how in uh, how happy God is with this gate. We're not talking uh, just about Reuben, but the quality of the name, the, the the meaning of the name. If I bring myself as a first fruit to God and I see myself as a holy portion of God and I honor the Lord with tithes and I find pleasure in this to accept his authority over myself and express his love, then God says about me, you are my might, my beginning of my strength, the excellency and dignity and the excellency of power my firstborn this is what it means to collaborate our cross with the cross of christ the second name that was written upon the pearly gate presented on the northern side is the name of judah the fourth son of jacob whose name means praising yahweh genesis 29 35 and she conceived again and bore a son and said now i will praise the lord Therefore, she called his name
2: Judah. Looking
6: at the meaning of the name Judah, the principle upon which we need to collaborate in carrying our cross with the cross of Christ is praising Yahweh. We know that to praise, only the righteous are able to praise It is good for the upright to praise, as you know. That means to enter into God's presence. To enter into God's presence means to know what the teaching of the cross is and the teaching of the blood. Because this is the
2: anchor where God cannot be deceived
6: the church unfortunately in its most part doesn't know the truth about the blood or the cross they don't know that all the wealth of the Lord are focused within the truth of the blood of Christ but the key to be able to open these things is the cross of Christ these are these pearly gates through the pearly gate can we enter to these we- and receive this wealth that is in the blood of Christ and this happens with praise what does it mean to praise it means to call the not existent within this time as existent that it's speaking of uh, and saying god has already given it to me as i said what told you one pastor had uh, told me once i start hearing jingling in my pocket then I'll begin to believe, but otherwise I'm sorry, I don't. I was preaching the word about, at that time that we have nothing, but we possess all things.
2: This uh,
6: truth that the Lord had revealed, and I saw within it such great blessing that we have nothing but have everything.
2: <clears throat> How do you have
6: everything and not have anything? Because having everything, you can only do this by faith. Everything that you see is yours. You see this, uh, this earth, it is yours. Look at Or this land, this is yours. Look at it. Send 12 people there, uh, 12 spies, and let them look it out to see what I'm giving you. And they came back and said, oh my goodness, uh, we saw giants there. They were afraid. They did not say that they, they they were carrying some grapes back and two men needed to carry them. Imagine what kind of grapes uh, they they needed, how, how what kind of grapes they were if one man wasn't able to carry it. It needed two men. They said, yes, the land flows with milk and honey. It's truly so. But we saw there the sons.
2: But Caleb and Joshua said they
6: in our eyes are as the locusts imagine as a locusts that jumps
3: and, and
6: in that place <clears throat> uh, actually they ate these locusts they sometimes fr- uh, cook prepare them on a fire
2: and ate them
6: they sell them and uh, there and as you pretty much as you would eat uh, Sunflower seeds—that's how they would eat. That they eat these
2: locusts, and you snack on them. Sunflower se- seeds—you still have
6: to remove the 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 shell, but the locusts you e- eat just like that, and they 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 they, 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 they like it. John the Baptist, if you know, ate them. This is victory over demons. This symbolizes demons. This doesn't mean he ate demons, but he ate this power. He overcame these uh, demons. I just want to show here the praise. Uh, When we praise, we believe that everything that God has done in Jesus Christ is already done, that healing he already placed there, and prosperity is there too, and his weakness he took, and our weaknesses he took upon
3: and and
6: placed upon his son. To be able to thank him, you need to continually not remove your eyes from that, because the pain that's in the bones... <clears throat> or in the stomach, or in <clears throat> your kidneys, or somewhere else, uh, forces you, or tries to, <clears throat> tries to uh, uh, move, remove your attention from the goal, from, 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 and and tries to convince you to look at the scene, physical things. It's not easy, how can you look in the time of suffering upon a light that physically you do not see? How do you thank God and rejoice that you have victory when you are in suffering? This is what it means, this uh, pearly gate, it is linked to suffering. This is not just a simple praise. Try to praise and glorify God in the midst of great trials and difficulty, great poverty to be giving this is what it's talking about and if we're able to do this then that means we collaborate our cross with the cross of Christ that means we have these pearly gates within our heart third name written upon the pearly gate presented on the northern side is the name uh, Levi the third son of Jacob whose name means binded to Genesis twenty nine thirty four. she conceived again and bore a son and said, Now, this time my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore, his name was called Levi. The meaning of the name Levi written upon the third pearly gates of the city, the principle that we need to collaborate with carrying our cross with the cross of Christ is our ability to cling to God to bind ourselves to God or cling to God no one will bind us to him we need to do it ourselves but to be able to cling to God we need to cling we need to disconnect ourselves from our house our nation and our desires joshua 23 7, 8 unless you go among those nations these who remain among you you shall not make mention of the name of their gods nor cause anyone to swear by them you shall not serve them nor bow down to them but you shall hold fast to the lord your god as you have done to this day to cling to the lord there's such a place of scripture in deuteronomy but you clinging to the lord your god are living still if we want to remain alive in death because the pearly gate is death but it is a death in jesus christ this is not death in sin this is a death in jesus christ and when we suffer for with christ and for christ not uh, taking the yoke of an unbeliever upon yourself the unbelievers are ones that are amongst us and may even sit next to us and maybe even in one bed with us sometimes it's a husband and a wife wa- or a wife even sometimes it's someone very close to you maybe a brother or sister in the flesh it may be parents what do you do you need to honor them but here it says that if you've clung to me then you lost your parents. Do you know what it says about the Levites? They did not. Uh, they had to leave their parents, their brothers, because they cling to the Lord. They binded themselves to the Lord and present the interests of the Lord only. This is what Jesus said to his disciples when they said, "Allow us to go bury our, our our father, and we will then follow," because my parents don't accept your teaching. They, and he said, "Let the dead bury their own dead, and you follow after me." In other words, he said, "Do not." Uh, consider the dead your parents are dead for me this means those parents that are be- uh, believers or call themselves believers but are against the truth about the cross and about the blood
2: because why
6: are they haters of it because they have a spirituality that is not uh, linked to the truth of the cross or the blood they have some kind of earnings or some kind of experience they do not want to lose all these things they want to boast in the flesh and when you offer to them the truth in the blood of the cross of christ they are afraid of it because they need to lose everything they need to lose everything how 40 years i'm uh, i'm a christian i have to lose everything because till this time they didn't tell her anything she thought she has something she thinks if she speaks in tongues
2: or does good work or does uh, evangelic work that
6: this is her path to heaven but she is greatly mistaking the uh, the, the road to heaven is through the pearly gate through suffering where, what suffering where you refu- re- when you deny your work the work that comes from the flesh anything that comes from the old flesh as soon as we w- while we haven't crucified ourselves no good work can be accepted by God as good work it is accepted as evil because it's coming from the flesh your evangelism is uh, received as evil Your your confessions are received as, uh, as not not as a fragrance. And so the scriptures say, do not cling to these nations. They live in the Canaanite land. The Canaanite land is a gathering of saved nations, and these saved nations don't all want to follow the truth. They want to receive salvation and live as Satan and continue to live as Satan. That doesn't mean that right now we need to take our knife or our gun and be some kind of... Uh, you know that for the most part, the demonic spirits are not spirits of fornication or or which uh, charismatics focus greatly upon. They concentrate everything in rebuking demons and rebuking these uh, spirits of fornication or other desires of being unfaithful demons are very religious the demons that are in heaven they're not or under the heavens they're not demons of fornication they are come when they come to a person or come down to the earth they actually have great uh words of god they come with miracles and signs i in a couple of visions saw this and god showed me i said that i was praying in spirit once and i felt some kind of power i was in this uh, vision and the lord Pro took me out of the body it's hard to feel when you come out of the body but I was vigilant but and wasn't at the same time i was I was laying but I wasn't sleeping but I was able to feel reality but at the same time I saw things and, and so I entered into a large building and I was praying st- st- strongly praying and I saw these very thick thick black clouds that were coming as if something scary was coming I had a strong spirit of prayer upon me I physically never felt, uh, uh, felt it before like this it was very strong it's hard to describe and I I saw in heaven a lot of uh, lightning was happening, and the first thought I had: rapture has begun. And then I saw that this this lightning was hitting the.
2: Uh, they
6: were uh, they were active and were hitting the earth. And I said, and I said, no, rapture is supposed to be from earth to heaven, and not from heaven to earth. And when I fo- looked closer at these this lightning. I actually Very saw that these beautiful. were, uh, some kind of beings or uh, angelic figures that were very beautiful and shining and th- those were those places where these uh, this uh, beautiful beings or, or formed uh, figures had touched the earth uh, people would gather there and, and began praising God but I continually kept having this feel of danger and caution and as soon as I got closer I saw that the face of all of these beautiful forms were similar it's like you take a skeleton or like a a uh,
2: it looked as if as a head of a, a monkey and
3: they
6: were not angels of God or or, or people, they were religious demons that come from under the heavens and why they started coming to the earth is because people began to bind them attempting to bind them and in this way they opened up Gates so that they 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 can enter down and come down to the earth. We have no right to bind demons that are over us. We have demons. We have the right to rebuke demons on the earth, but not under the heavens. The heavens are for the Lord, and the earth He gave to sons of men. But most charismatic movements they bind these demons under the heavens, over cities. When I ended up in one place, I remember I told you a story where there was a lot of uh, things going on in that place and they allowed us to stand on the balcony
2: and
3: it
6: was in english i didn't fully understand everything that was happening the one who was leading the prayer he was shouting and people were raising their hand and they were citing something they're repeating something and they all turned their hand toward in one direction and i i turned my hand the same way as they did and then they turned so we were turning it in, in every direction, our hand, and, and and were, and then I asked the translator because I didn't know what it was they were doing i said what were they doing oh we are we were binding demonic uh uh, powers of the southwest east and north and i thought oh i took part in this and i said lord i would never have done this if i knew what i was so i apologize for doing this i didn't know what i was doing in this church, you know what happened in this church after this? There's great enlightenment began to happen, so called enlightenment. Uh, they had a lot of things happening. Pe- women weren't able to bear children anymore. Those who were with child had miscarriages, all the
2: women.
6: And this church was actually the church of Satan.
2: And so these
6: lightning, that so-called lightning, these demons that were hitting the earth in that place, and they told me
2: that these things began to
6: happen. And I said that I told them that the Lord does not strike his children with his lightning he covers this lightning in his in his arm and he, or with his arm and he commands it where to go judgment will start from the house of God because you have done something here you began to rebuke the demons of, of the north and the south about these demons it's written deliver us from the evil one that's what the scriptures say, deliver us from the evil one. If I'm going to say uh, and the Satan comes to me and tries to get in the way and come into my mind and I say, Lord, deliver me, deliver me, the Lord will not deliver me because he, he said, I gave you the power to rebuke them here and to cast them away. But when you say deliver us from the evil one, that's uh, keeping you safe from those demons. God did not give man the power, authority of things in heaven, only power and authority of things over the earth. He gave the earth to men. He didn't give heaven to a person. But these post-charismatic movements, they had... Claim this for themselves and are binding these demons of the heavens or the skies,
2: mm-hmm. and they also go to uh,
6: tombstones uh, and also pray in those
2: places. And
6: people come and they and they or or places of remembrance they go to as well. And so when I saw these uh, so-called figures, these beautiful figures, when I l- looked at them, they started hiding their eyes, just as when I saw the fallen cherubim in the form of the serpent that wasn't able to look at me, he kept covering his eyes, and uh, he wouldn't look at me directly, he did not have the power, he was afraid. To look at me, just the same as these being these,
2: these, these, these
6: uh, demons. They
2: and I allowed. To, I was able to see what they were
6: doing next. I understood, and the Holy Spirit allowed me to see this. You can become unseen to them, to know their work, and I followed after them. And when I followed after them, I saw that they gathered. They have leaders. They're of different rank. These officers, and the officers are sent.
2: Uh, uh, are sent to different areas.
6: They went to the cities and they went to the streets of the cities. And I went to one of the groups. They sent them in groups, and I followed one of the groups. And when they go, they go into houses, into gates, and. And I paid attention where the gates are very close to the ground or touching the fully uh, to the ground. The gates uh, they aren't able to enter in. But where the gates had a gap uh, between the uh, bottom of the gate and the and the floor uh they became rats or ma- mice and were able to enter in through the gap and when they would f- enter in they became beautiful uh these beautiful beings again or beautiful uh demons and would and so the Lord showed me that those who gates that are fully to the ground are people standing upon the word of God those who have a gap they are trusting in supernatural miracles prophecies, miracles and so these demons have access and are able to enter in and show these signs and these miracles of all kinds
2: when I saw these things
6: I understood
2: What a person binds himself to, what you bind yourself to, what you
6: cling to. It was not easy in the beginning to confront the strong movement. These charismatic and non-charismatic, how are the ones different from the other? the one say that everything is sin and the other say the opposite that everything else is sin and none of them accept the truth none of them, not the one, the other and they've created a couple of different Pentecostal churches here Uh, they decided to fast for three days and three nights to destroy our church considering that it's demonic and that it's very dangerous for them I didn't know about this. All those Pentecostal uh, churches and Salem as well, Woodburn. They were all praying about this. And in Woodburn, in the church there, in the time of the night when they were praying for these things, they were praying. Not everyone was able to pray at night. They would they would take turns. Two hours one, two hours another. And in the time of the prayer of the night, they heard music. Like like dance
2: music and as if someone was tapping a dance and they were
6: afraid they had like a supernatural fear and they saw dancing demons on their roof they were afraid and called their pastor the, the, and asked him what do we do we, have, we pray but on the, on the roof we have demons that, and he said that means we need to stop praying because we're doing something wrong
2: although this person
6: perfectly knew the teaching and he told me you know I'm a pastor without a rod I can't confidently say they tell me what to do and I do it that's what he says and I said you will answer before God for that because if you do what people want you doing they will. you'll, you'll, you'll go to hell with them they think they go to heaven and you think you're going to heaven you took upon yourself this role then you need to have the rod and you need to herd your sheep and not they telling you what to do and so when you bind yourself it is very difficult you from your nation from our nation our nation today is not just our nationality but our denomination as well
2: you need to understand that for
6: Baptists
2: Baptists, for them, how they will
6: react is is very important, how they react for them. When when we just came here, a lot of Baptists came here and then they
2: were keeping this
6: quiet uh, so other Baptists did not see that they were coming here because they uh, they thought how will they look at us what will they think of us people were dependent they didn't die for the, those opinions we need to die for uh, Pentecostal or any of these uh, they're all our nation but we need to die for these titles and names uh, <coughs> the world is the world but we need to understand that <coughs> besides nationality there's also denomination that you need to be free from also be free from independent from it because what is denomination it is what dominates it is what controls you true church of jesus christ is not dominate over a person but gives him the ability uh, and the option to choose i offer to you <clears throat> it offers and people choose but a church where they don't give you the opportunity to choose is a dangerous church so in order to have these gates of Levi within yourself to bind yourself to the vine the grapevine. in order to do this you need to tear your skin off uh, physically while you're still alive and it will hurt and the Holy Spirit especially today cares to so that his church Carrying their cross with the cross of Christ would be able to examine themselves whether they have these pearly gates. Do they suffer from this? Have they made this step? Have they binded themselves to the Lord? As it says about Christ, He binds His uh, lamp to the best vine. Can we bind ourselves? cast off this robe and bind ourselves if we have not cast off this robe we can't bind ourselves carrying our cross with the cross of christ we cast off this robe and bind ourselves right now we are going to pray and all those who have binded themselves to the lord you need to understand that you through this you have access to the tree of life we will study continue to study these 12 months of the tree of the fruit of life to understand and determine whether we truly carry the cross of Christ or not do we have the signs of this we're going to pray right now and everyone who desires to come to the Lord
3: you can come
6: out here to the altar so that you can be delivered from your fear fear is great, this also faith, the fear of sickness, the fear of poverty, the fear of the loss of a husband or a wife or children, a fear of losing something materialistic or valuable to you. Come here so that you can be delivered from this fear and receive the fear of the Lord. Amen. Let us pray.
2: Right now I'm going to be praying
6: your prayer and I ask you to deeply believe that God is for you. He is not against you. He is on your side. He can enlighten your darkness. He can
2: give you a light hope hope and
6: deliverance from poverty and fear, close your eyes, this is that secret room, lift your hands to God, you're ready to receive from God what He desires to give you, pray together with me, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you with my fear, with my shame,
0: with my sin, with my sicknesses,
6: I ask you, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me heal me protect me I accept your promises the promises of your word the promise of salvation in Jesus Christ I accept that in Jesus Christ I am healed I am delivered I am justified I am saved Amen Amen
3: Your sins are forgiven
6: and your trespasses in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you. May he look upon you with a shining face and show you mercy and give you peace. May thousands and ten thousands attempt to come near you, but they won't touch you.
2: May all of these promises be
6: upon you and upon your children and be fulfilled upon you. The nation shall say, Amen.